Hi, Mama. I was in the supermarket yesterday when that song "She's So High" by Tel Buckman came on. I don't know if you remember it. I know it came out while I was at university, and the lyrics went, "She's high above me. She's so lovely." And like Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, and it made me think: Where do you have that beautiful way of seeing yourself? What is it that you're thinking or doing when you see yourself that way? Now you may be thinking,、uh, "No, Joe, I never see myself that way." But just take a moment, picture yourself somewhere that you love, or doing something that you love, or both. And I hope you tap into some memory or some sense where you have seen yourself that way at least once, maybe many times over. For me, that's when I'm dancing. I'm lit up. My shoulders are back. My head is up. My arms are open. I'm moving in a way that feels good and profoundly right to me in my body. If I were to take a snapshot in my mind of me dancing right now. I'm seeing myself through a lens of being right up there with Cleopatra and Joan of Arc, in that moment in time when I'm truly me, in my fullest expression of me, doing what I love. So, what is that moment for you? Where are you, your highest, most magical, empowered, sparkling self? It might be when you're hiking in nature, out with friends, reading your kids a book you love, painting. Um, feeling the sun on your face, just go there in your mind for a moment and see yourself that way because that is who you are in your essence, and you get to be her if you want to, any time you like, no matter what is going on around you, and that is what we're talking about today. So let's dive in. Hi, Mama, and welcome to Stay at Full Motherhood. Do you want to be present with your kids and light yourself up, pursuing your passion without adding more to your plate? Are you tired of waiting for one day when to finally have time for you? Are you sick of making decisions dictated by your to-do list and still struggling to get it all done? I'm Joe, mum of three and life coach for stay-at-home mums, and I spent seven years telling myself everything else had to get done first before I could start the blog I'd always wanted. I believe there just wasn't enough time for me, and that even if there was, I'd struggle to have the energy and focus to do it anyway. Until I found a way to stop being busy doing all the things and instead prioritize getting what matters done. And now I'm sharing what I've learned with you. So take a deep breath in, remind yourself you're worth the effort, and breathe into your knowing that you are capable of everything you decide you want for yourself. Let's go. So I'd be really interested to know whether that thing you're doing when you have that truly beautiful way of seeing yourself is something that you used to love to do as a kid. I know it is for me. I used to love to make up songs and dances all the time, and I know it is for many of my clients. And I know that it absolutely is possible for us right now. To tap into that same joy and freedom and power we experienced in childhood, when we were doing the thing we loved most of all, and I believe that this can massively help us as stay-at-home mums, because here's what I believe happens in motherhood. Not to every mum, maybe, but I've certainly seen it happen a lot. 
So when you become a mum, you inevitably change the way you move. Whether you choose to breastfeed or not, a lot of time is suddenly spent leaning to one side, holding your baby for feeding. I remember that no matter how many times I read that I should always bring baby to breast, it was way easier in the dead of night to have my newborn on a pillow and to lean forward towards her than it was to sit straight-backed and supporting the full weight of my baby in my arms. And then, as our babies get bigger and we carry them on our hips, we're again leading to one side with that uneven weight distribution. And everything is done one-handed as well. Plus, you add in the weight of the diaper bag and then the seven bags of groceries that you carry with the baby up four flights of stairs like I did when we lived in Chicago. So this distortion of your posture is temporary, maybe, but for some of us, this period of babies and toddlers goes on for many, many years. And as you change the way you move and hold yourself, you change the way you think about yourself. So when you're standing with a rounded, weighted down posture, hunched over your heart and making yourself smaller in stature with this, You do not think about yourself in the same way as you do when you're standing with your head tall and your shoulders back and your heart wide open. But after years of holding yourself in this way, it feels comfortable to you. Your body is used to the distortion and you develop larger patterns of tension in your body that then make it painful to actually be in alignment So I've experienced so much of this over the past few months. Well, I've been seeing first a chiropractor and then a posture neurologist for my neck and shoulder pain. And I've been told that my posture is out of its natural alignment. Alignment meaning the way we're intended to stand that actually comes as natural to us as taking a breath until we start to stand and move in ways that alter this. And now, of course, this starts way younger than ever before because of tablets and cell phones. So I've been told that I'm leaning to the left, which makes complete sense after carrying three babies on that side over seven or eight years. But I wasn't aware of this at all until I started making videos for Instagram and noticed that my right shoulder was higher than my left. And then I later started to develop pain in that shoulder. It's amazing how different our internal sense of how we stand or sit or move in our bodies, how different that is to what we'd see if we took the time to properly look at ourselves in a mirror or to make videos to go on an Instagram profile grid. So I was told that bringing myself back to centre is going to feel like I'm leaning a ridiculous amount to the right. And it's true, it's felt very, very uncomfortable as I've, as I've practiced this because to be leaning just doesn't make sense to my brain, even though that's what I've been doing to the left for a long time anyway. So I've been working really hard. I've been doing my daily exercises and I've been paying attention to all the times I lean to the left so that I can bring myself back into alignment. And I've noticed a lot of improvement. Yet every single time I get stressed, I revert right back to the old habits. I notice this particularly when it's when I'm driving the car, especially when we're running late for school. And this is why I'm so grateful for the work I've done, not only in my body, but 
for all the work I've done in my mind over these last three years because I understand that my thoughts about myself when I'm late are not facts. I'm not, in fact, a terrible or irresponsible person because I'm late. Even when my brain offers that to me on repeat, I know it's not true. And I also understand that my critical, judgmental thoughts in that moment have no effect at all on the time or the weather or the volume of traffic on the road. So I can see them for what they are. They're habitual thought patterns that are completely irrelevant and they do not need my attention. And so I can focus on the road and the driving and I can leave myself be. So yes, we have posture and movement habits that are formed in our motherhood and they may take some work and dedication to repattern just as we have these habitual patterns of thoughts that require our awareness too so that they no longer get to run our whole lives. But we also have another much older pattern that exists in our bodies from our childhoods and that is the patterning of play. So whatever way you love to move as a kid when you were doing that thing you loved over and over that patterning still lives in your body now just like riding a bike and you can hijack this anytime you want to. This means that when the resistance shows up, as it always will, to you doing something new and different, like investing your time and energy in lighting yourself up, rather than always just trying to light up your kids' lives, or even attempting to light yourself up through their joy, you can hijack the patterns of play from your childhood and find your willingness to stop taking everything so seriously for a moment and play much more effortlessly than if you were to start over with some whole new thing that you want to do. And this means that you can quickly feel the lightness, the joy, the freedom and the power you felt when you used to play when you were a kid without necessarily having to talk your brain so much into getting on board with the idea first. And when you do start... The key is then to really not be focused on the goal of trying to achieve something in particular with it, but to simply be in the moment and to play for play's sake, experiencing what that really feels like in your body, which really might not be easy to stay with because your motherhood, once you moved on from the carrying of children and the carrying of diaper bag stage, it then became the doing, the rushing, the anxious clock watching, the trying to make it to appointments on time stage where your focus is always on the goal and the striving to get there to that place that isn't where you are right now. And that end goal focus only ever creates stress and tension in your body, which calls back in those old habitual patterns of movement and patterns of thought that create that tension, which is why we find ourselves reacting in ways that we don't like with our families, such as snapping in anger and being impatient because we're feeling pressured and rushed and thinking that we need to be quick. We think that dinner needs to be on the table now. The bathroom needs to be clean now. The laundry needs to be in the closet now. 
But just as we can teach our bodies to respond differently and choose new movements and postures for ourselves, when we slow down and focus for a moment, we can likewise teach ourselves to respond as the version of ourselves we want to be more often than not, without shaming the anxious version of ourselves that shows up in her perpetual survival mode. And when she takes over and reacts rather than consciously responds as we're trying to do. We want to recognize here that we truly have the power to change old repeating patterns if we want to bring our focus to creating that for ourselves. Change the way you move and you change the way you think. Most importantly of all, you change the way you see yourself and what is possible for you both in your motherhood and alongside it. Okay, Mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd love for you to come join my Facebook group, Drop In After Drop Off to Stay at Home Mums, where I'll be sharing a short daily movement and meditation practice that will be about three to five minutes long to help you come back home to your body and remember who you are. Okay, it's time for me to go dance in the kitchen to this week's song, which is, of course, She's So High by Tal Buckman. Beautiful. I hope you'll go play it and dance to it too. Till next Tuesday, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.